everybody, and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Halley. Matthew Halley. I thought I'd just add a little flavour to it. I mean, <laughs> we've got, well, we have like, um, have you ever like met anyone who's like Italian and then like when they speak and stuff? And they always add a H when it shouldn't be, but like take away the H when they're not supposed to. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. They'll be like, um, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. They'll be like, hello, Matthew. How is your day? Um, hi, I'm happy. You know, like, I'll be like okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, it's so weird. No, you, that that yeah. is weird, as in, you're weird. So your new name is Matthew Halley? No, I don't know, I just don't know you think of it. Yeah, they'll be like, Matthew Halley, how are you? I'll be like, hold on one second. <laughs> you just got it wrong. Oh. You just got it backwards. Yeah. Okay. So I'd be like, think what you think, and then don't think what you think. Change it. But yeah, Matthew. Okay. Well, everybody, welcome to it. episode thirty-eight of Honest to Pod, where we're doing impressions. Oh, I'm really bad at impressions. You're really bad at impressions. But yeah. But hey, I'm not very good with accents and voices. How are you doing, Matthew? Halley. I'm good. I'm good. I might be a little bit tipsy. Oh, I like this. But just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Why? We just had a, a team, like a team night out. So like where I work, like we're like, I'm like, we don't really have a team because it's all a mess. And so I'm trying to like make a team. So I thought we'd have a team night out. So I tried to organize it. At the start, no one was going to show up. I was like, it's kind of like those birthdays, which you organize and you're like, oh God, I hope everyone shows up. Ugh. And then everyone like bit by bit is like, oh, I can't come. I can't come. I can't come. I was like, oh my goodness. Like no one's coming. Uh, and then a few, yeah, the people came and stuff. Um, and then we went axe throwing, which was really good. Um, and then we went to, for some dinner in, in this curry place. And I really had low expectations of the dinner. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Honestly, like, honestly, it was an Indian called Mumbai. I want to say Palace, but that's not true. But it probably is Mumbai Palace. And it was, it, it was delicious. Absolutely delicious. Really good price. Had really nice wine. A Gavi, in case anyone's out there want want to know i'm posh like that and yeah it's in voxel and i actually mumbai delight i would put a shout out to mumbai delight in voxel because it's fucking awesome nice so good and actually was really good as well oh i seen i seen your instagram a few hotties there and you just get to throw the axe it's really it's quite difficult you're a natch oh you know i did pretty well actually I, i wasn't awful so it was really good and um yeah did pretty well you play other people as well as just like the group that you're with so it was nice um and i didn't win overall so that's fine i won another game but i didn't win that one but i got some pretty good like bullseyes i got a few bullseyes and then these outliers where you can get seven points and i I was the only one in the entire like session on on all four sort of like areas that got it because you ring a bell if you get it and i did and it was amazing and it was really clutch as well because like someone was beating me and I was like, fuck, all right, I'm going to go for the seven because I need to go for it to, to get on top. Just smashed it. Boom. Then I got the bullseye. And I was like, oh, my God, I got so many points. Wow. Sounds dramatic. Yeah, it was really good. Have you been? Oh. Have you been axe before? No, no, no. That's, that's, too, that's too sophisticated for me. <laughs> no, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Seen the video of the girl do the axe throw and then it hit and then came back and nearly hit her head. And she'd just like a big ninja dive. And I was like, no, this is, I'm already, I'm clocking out of this. No, everyone keeps saying that, but I haven't seen it. Oh, have you not seen that video? No. 
I need to have a look. That, she she had reactions just well, I'll say I'll send it to you. Well, no, you can Google it. Um, yeah. Very <laughs> but oh sounds like a good sounds like a good day though. Yeah, it was a nice afternoon. It was really nice. It's really sweet and try and do more things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's different, isn't it? I had a bit like, I've had a bit of, um, like I'd say, you know, like my emotions and stuff and I haven't brought up for a couple of weeks or, or maybe I did the other week, I don't know. Um, but I had a little wobble like after Dublin and like this week and stuff. And then on the way back from axe throwing, um, there's this guy that I would like talk to that when nothing's happening. He's never like given me like a wrong impression or something. But he, w- I'd asked him out before, right? And he's like, um, I remember the Steelers. But he was like, oh, no, I'm seeing someone. I want to see how it goes, blah, blah, blah. So I messaged him every now and again, just chit, chat, chit, chat. And I always ask him, like, oh, are you still seeing the guy? And he's always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I messaged him today. And he was like, oh, no, it's ended. But thanks for bringing it up. So then I was like, oh, OK, so um, how about me, basically? And he was like, oh, no, I'm not really interested. So I was a bit like, oh, that shit. Because I think I do have this thing where I want people that, like, are unattainable, it seems like. But I don't know. I'd kind of, like, want to see if it will work out because I find him pretty attractive. So that's a bit disheartening. It's not good when you're a little bit tipsy. So it's a bit like, oh, no. Oh. Oh, well, I mean, next day. Yeah. How was your day? Well, I'm on a, I've had a, I've had a few days off work. I've had, it's my, it was my birthday on Friday. Yes. And I have, and I've just sort of, yeah, just took, taking a couple of days to myself just to chill out. Um, start back at work again tomorrow. So, yeah, it's been good. Pretty chilled. Even today you're off. Yeah, I took. Um, what have you been doing though? Uh, well, like it was my birthday, so I literally did absolutely nothing, which I love. Um, but I just I had some errands. I had, to, I had to do some errands to do around the house, and yeah, it was pretty pretty low key. Really, I loved it. Then there's a jazz and blues festival here in Limavady, and we went out for drinks on the Saturday night. But I decided to drive instead, so I only had a, um, one pint. That's crazy. Why? Well, why didn't you? Like, it should have been your birthday celebration. I just, I, you know, I don't celebrate birthdays, so I don't. Uh, it's true. You kept a secret. I love birthdays. Yeah, I don't. I don't really do it. So, um, uh, I just, I just enjoyed. Um, I just enjoyed not doing anything really. No. Oh. Do you get any gifts? Uh, no, I well, yes, mom, my mum gave me money, but I purposely asked other people not to get me anything. Um, I got a bottle of wine from a friend, and also uh, I got two bottles of wine actually. Yeah, two bottles of wine. Yeah. Oh no! And I got a. Birthdays. I, I need. I don't celebrate them. I'm, I got. I, I got a top as well. I got a new new top. You need a new top. Ooh. Oh God! Here we go. Let's open up this can of worms. Um, no, I just. Um, I I, just, I don't I don't really like birthdays. I don't celebrate them. They're just so pointless. No, I love a birthday. I love to celebrate a birthday. I love a day about me. I don't like that sort of attention. Even though I've got a twin brother and I've always had to split it, I still see it just my day and my day only. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we all have birthdays, so they're pretty pointless. Oh, wow. You're just you know, a bundle of joy, aren't you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god birthdays are the best i love them uh <laughs> i just oh, why though they're just like they're just so non-special because you make them non-special let's celebrate the day where 
my face rubbed against my mom's vagine. You did post that thing today as well with those aliens. That was pretty funny. Is that what you're thinking? Is that you're thinking about your birthday or something? And then you're like, okay. Um, where did you get that? Where did you get the video? Where did you get the little clip from? Not clip. The comic. <laughs> God, how drunk are you? <laughs> Um, I just found it on the internet. Do I sound really drunk? I, you sound a bit drunk, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to wait for you because you keep doing these like long pauses where you're not saying anything and I'm like, is there a problem or is there a delay? Oh, I think there might be a delay then because I'm not pausing. Well, anyway, it's a shame you don't celebrate your birthday. I love your birthday. I've seen some of those comics before yeah. um, and they're quite funny, but I don't know who writes them. It doesn't help with anyone not being able to see it if I say that random comic that no one's ever heard of. I will post it on Instagram. If they follow me, they already see it, obviously. So Definitely do it. It's really funny, actually. Well, it's good that you did nothing for five days. Yeah, I know. Should we jump into some issues? All right. <laughs> Shall I go first? Because mine will be quite sure. Yeah, you go first. Um, so this is something I wanted to talk about last week, but then obviously we had a recap of like, um, our hodum or lack thereof in Dublin. Um, so it might be a week, a week late, but I want to talk about, um, Nike. Nike have, um, they've got a big flagship store in London called Nike Town, which is, um, actually like a show store as well as like their flagship store. Um, so they use it to display new things as well. And they have the women's section upstairs and they've introduced some, um, I don't want to say alternative, but different, a range of mannequins. So one of which is like, um, a mannequin of, and this is for the, their, their women's range, um, a mannequin in a wheelchair, but they've also got some plus size mannequins for, you know, their clothes that don't just fit like, um, athletic, thin, um, you know, really petite women, but actually women of all sizes. And with that obviously came backlash about, you know, from people being like, it's ridiculous, you're highlighting um, fat people, you're celebrating them when actually people need to be thin and in shape and fit. And there's an uh, an interview, I said an autograph fucking um, article from... And you're not able to read it because you'd have to pay money. And I wouldn't pay money to the Telegraph if this woman's going to write it. But it was a woman called Tanya Gold. who basically just says that obese mannequins are selling women a dangerous lie because they're saying that actually these women are obese and they're um, at risk of killing themselves if women would be that size. And first of all, I want to say for me personally, I think that I think it's amazing to have different size mannequins because they've always been like unrealistic shapes for sure. And, um, don't represent hardly any of the population. They're literally tiny, tiny little things and these clothes that barely fit them. And to actually have mannequins that fit sizes 12 and 14 and 16, I think is a great thing. And it's amazing that such a big company, um, the biggest in the world for sports gear probably is putting such a wide range of, um, shapes and sizes and promoting exercise to all types of people. Have you seen it yourself? Yeah, I, um, I seen it last week, like you said, uh, and they, yeah, I didn't get to read, I didn't want to pay that article either for the Telegraph, um, the yeah, Tanya Gold, but I read somebody else had talked about it somewhere else. 
and like she uses really sensational like horrible language like obese gargantium um dangerous it's just like her intention was to i guess spread fear mm. or just be so out there and outrageous that it sort of clickbaity for sure it was actually like i don't off the gut i just say i love the idea i think it's great i didn't actually initially realize they also did parasport mannequins but then yeah as i did a bit more research yeah they did which is awesome yeah but yeah no it was great i think like you said like you said it was all about empowering people but yeah it's it's it is good i think there's a big difference here than when we talked last about tess holiday Mm. do you remember we did tess holiday on the glamour cover model yes so to me the difference here that's to to sell it like putting tess on the cover model was celebrating um obesity in a in a way that i don't agree with but at the same time from doing a bit of research into tess, tess holiday at the time it she it was clear that she still works out and to me as long as you're healthy it doesn't matter absolutely and i think what nike have done here is they've sort of said look people are sometimes people are like there's there's nothing to say that somebody's large is naturally just on unfit is that naturally more unfit than somebody who's thin not at all like you know it, it it doesn't doesn't come down to body shape but what does come down to a lot of body shape is the mannequins and when you're already a bit self doubting your your ability um because you are that larger size uh, and you walk into a sports store and everyone you look around is really chiseled you you sort of say this this isn't for me like i can't identify with anything here mm. so it's going to hold you back mentally it's going to hold you back and anyone who does any sort of exercise should know how important the brain is when it comes to exercise. So when you're already starting off your 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 sports journey or your or your fitness journey on a on a negative, it's just it's 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 not encouraging, and I can probably guarantee it won't last very long. And I think it's just also really bad that people are are having a go at Nike for this. I, I, I honestly, I don't see the bad side in it. I, I even tr- started said in my head, started playing devil's advocate, thinking, like, is there a risk that if we have mannequins at the size, we are f- familiar f- familiarizing ourselves with with this? But then it goes back to saying, like, just because you're large doesn't mean you're unfit. Like, so I don't, I, 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 I genuinely can't see a bad angle from this. I really can't. Like, I don't understand. It's an exercise shop as well. Like, it's saying, like, actually, well, a sportswear shop. We would like you, if even if you do have aspirations to lose weight, which I think is fine. It's not saying that you need to be chiseled and have like the tiniest waist. But actually, if you do have aspirations to exercise and keep fit and you want to have the correct equipment to do so, that's a good thing. They're saying we have clothes that will fit you. You should be able to wear leggings and wear a sports top and wear a breathable vest without feeling like actually this will not look good on me or it's not made for me. It's made for thinner people because... Arguably, you want those people that are actually maybe on the fringes of um, physical health, um, whether they're too small or too big in some instances, like, you know, or, you know, their body ratio and their fat ratio isn't necessarily um, ideal. You want them to come into your shops and you want them to say, okay, well, look, we've got the right gear for you. We want you to feel comfortable and actually we promote to you. Like it's saying that they shouldn't do that and saying we have nothing for you will push people away. It's only saying like you should not be fat. It's not saying like, you know, you're thin. You should be able to exercise. So yeah, I don't see a negative. And I just think I wanted to point out and highlight the fact that um, well done, I think, for Nike, Nike, if you want to call it that, or I call it Nike, I don't know I said that. 
um, for having these mannequins that are there for larger people. Um, because many of us, myself included, I'm a fuller figured woman. And I also believe that I am in a decent physical shape because I exercise regularly. That I may not have a six pack, I may have wide hips and juicy thighs, but actually, I'd like to go into a shop and say, actually, uh, you know, these are clothes that I can wear and would like to wear for sure. Defos. One thing that on Good, Good Morning Britain that they talked about, a lady, Mandy Platt, what she was saying that she was actually against the against the mannequins really but she did make one good point and i thought this that that makes sense i she was saying that nike should have her, her opinion which i don't agree with is that nike shouldn't have made a bigger deal about it they should have just put the larger clothes in of the rest and i disagree with that i think they did it perfectly um but she did then say that they, she they shouldn't include like little car and i don't know if they do this or not anywhere else in the store so i don't know but um they should include little cards of like best ways to get back into fitness or little guides or even i would have pushed it as a as a marketer i would have pushed a bit further and joined up with a gym to say hey you know go try this you direct them towards a gym and get them a couple of free days in the gym just by buying like if you buy a certain amount at nike you get like five free passes to the gym something like that made a bit more of a campaign about it hold on um if those that bought the plus size clothes got given an extra promotion like gym classes. No, 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 not, not just plus like just, just, just everyone, just a, a bigger thing celebrating at the same time. Oh, I thought you were saying, okay, well those that like get what the larger mannequins wearing, I was like, well, that's ridiculous. You can't then say that those that are larger needs to have free gym so they can go. Cause they might not be larger. They might be small. Um, but yeah, if it's everyone, if it's inclusive, then fair enough. Um, because yeah, that mental aspect of it is huge. Yeah, and, no, you know, supporting everyone I think is important, but not just for those that are larger because that's not true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't want to say too much on it. I just thought, like, actually, I would say it's amazing that Nike had done that, and I wouldn't mind seeing. I didn't hear and haven't looked to see if there's one for men, but I think that I would appreciate seeing. A larger men in there. I really struggle with clothes because I don't have a typical man's shape. Um, I've got really wide hips. So, for example, it's not so much sports clothes, although it is actually any men's T-shirts and stuff. Um, T-shirts and, and, and shirts in particular. I can't do like the bottom buttons up and pull them down because my body isn't straight. So where my bum and my hips are, it's really wide. And so I have to undo the bottom buttons up so that the shirt will fit around my like, you know, that area. And I think that if there's more um, clothes available for my shape and different shapes, and then they were like promoted, I would absolutely feel amazing. I might be an anomaly. I know that many people do have men's bodies, like in that respect, simple men's bodies, very straight, very down, very triangular, but I'm a pair. And I, I think a pair needs that. Although I think men's shirts, no, what, no, I do not know any human man that says that a men's shirt with their neck size fits their body. Do you? Um, no, I don't think so. I think my shirts, any shirts I need, any shirts I buy always need to be tailored afterwards. I think like as in brought in, right? Yeah. 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 So if you buy a neck size, the neck size is like, if the neck fits you, the shirt's too big. You can either buy a shirt that fits you, but it doesn't fit around your neck. Yeah. So if, if the neck fits me perfectly, it's like a tent and I have to get it brought in. 
of the arms. That's the same for me. So, and but I've never met a person being like, no, the shirts fit excellently. I, I just what I don't know what world this is, but yeah, shirts aren't as big as they used to be in the old days. So, yeah, I don't know. They need to start changing those shirts as well. But yeah, it'd be nice if they brought that over to the men's side because I'd appreciate that very much. Mm. Bring back pear-shaped men. Yeah, I agree. I'd be interested to know if any of our listeners can think of a negative angle to this or disagree with it in total. Um, I don't think it'd be... I just, out of curiosity, what what negative angles do they see from it? Because no. I don't see one. I don't see it. But that's what I wanted to say. I want to congratulate and also just say that horrible woman is horrible. Yes, well done, well done, uh, Nike and Bad Form Telegraph. Fire Tanya Gold because yeah. she don't know what she's talking about. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't read the papers that often, but I thought the Telegraph was. Um, I didn't realize. Is it a right wing paper? Do you know? I never. I don't know. I didn't think it was, but I think it was definitely. I thought it was impartial, but that obviously was not the case. Well, I mean, it's not really a left and right wing issue. I don't think. I think it's just it was more of an opinion piece. Yeah, the commentaries and stuff. Yeah, I just think it was. To me, the only reason I'm, I was surprised it was published, and I think the only reason was was to get clickbait, get people to talk about it and buy it, and raise the profile of the Telegraph. Cool. So, what do you want to say, Boo? Mines, what I want to talk about is slightly different. So, at the weekend there, uh, do you follow boxing at all? No. <laughs> um, you don't either. No, what? I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the weekend, Tyson Fury was fighting another fighter called Tom Schwartz. So, again, I didn't watch it. But you watched the fight last night. Tyson Fury, who you might know, do you know of Tyson Fury? Absolutely. You know him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I know who Tyson Fury is. Yeah. He always sings like a song after he wins. Does he? He does, yeah. He always does sing along and it's always quite well known. He did the same thing after this one. Ah, okay. Um, his brother, Tommy Fury, is anyway, that's not the point, in so. Love Island. Oh my God, I know. Uh, I was going to bring that up, but thank you for bringing it up. Because Tommy Fury is unbelievable. Yeah. He's, he's, unbelievable. He's a very handsome guy. He's just gorgeous. He's so dim. And I just, yeah. And he keeps jumping from girl to girl, which is true. And he's like, oh, I love you. And he thinks he's got so much bent. But no. Anyways, bye. Uh, <laughs> okay. So anyway. That's the point of the story, right? Yeah, that was it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. <laughs> cool. End of story, bye. Um, so Tyson Fury was fighting the weekend. For those who don't know, Tyson Fury is a boxer. He's from Manchester. He's been around for a while, but he actually just had probably about three or four years off boxing. So he sort of was in his prime three or four years ago. So in 2015, he won the heavyweight champion of the world title, but um, he lost it within 10 days of getting it because of some clash with fights and some screw up of the contract. Um, So the title was stripped off him. But up before that, he hasn't had a really good history of things that he's publicly said about women and about the LGBTQ community. So things that he said about homosexuals is that he thinks homosexuality is one of three things that will lead to the apocalypse. It's up there with abortion and paedophilia. Abortion? Abortion and paedophilia, yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Um, he mentioned that in the 50s or 60s, out of the three of them, homosexuality, abortion, and pedophilia, they probably would have never guessed that any um, any of the, those would be made legal. So I'm guessing he's what he's suggesting that is that his assumption is that one day pedophilia would be made legal. I'm not I'm not sure what he else he could have meant, but I'm not saying that's what he said, but that's what I took away from it. But I also just just likening homosexuality and abortion to pedophilia is massively wrong. And before that, he was investigated for using homophobic tweets. Um, he was fined £3,000. £3, but he's never really apologised for it all. He, People will ex- probably accept that he, he basically said once that he says lots of things and it's all a bit of tongue-in-cheek and he apologises to anyone that gets hurt by it. Which isn't to me, which isn't an apology. It's a bit of a non-apology, in my opinion. But so in 2015, he went through a bit of a tough time. Like I said, his title was taken off him. He he got massively depressed. He went through. He gained lots of weight. He was on alcohol, drugs, going out to parties, and I'm sure he said in an interview, but I couldn't really hear. But I'm sure he said it, he was spending time with prostitutes, and he also got into such a dark place that he had tried to kill himself then last year he makes a bit of a comeback he was on a very famous joe rogan interview on the podcast where he talks about his comeback and how he how he fought his mental illness mental illness of suicide and depression um and he's back trying to make a name for himself in boxing he was determined to do really well and then just fight after fight after fight he's done really really well and come up to the weekend like you're hearing you're hearing things that are things like he's 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 a nation's endearment. He's gone from villain to hero. He's from the gone from the darkness into the light. He's gone from outcast to king. Um, he's been he's been promoted as the people's champion. And it just kind of got. I meant to say also what he said about women. Again, he said that a woman's place is in the kitchen or or on her back. So overall, like, not a nice guy. That's vile. A woman's place. That's disgusting. So he, he's, he started making this comeback. And in an interview last year, he was asked about his previous comments. And the interview, which wasn't like a let's bump into you on a carpet type of interview. It was a planned interview. The interview lasted probably about 30 seconds. Um, after he was asked if his opinions have changed on homosexuality, sort of, said no comment the interview pressed harder and he just decided to cancel the interview and he walked out so to me that suggests that his opinions haven't changed he just doesn't want to talk about it because of the negativity that would come with it in today's society because there's been quite a big jump in what society would have done three or four years ago versus today and what what really got to me is is tyson fury being given a pass to not be held accountable for his homophobic and misogynistic uh, expressions because he has overcome this mental illness illness um, and his depression. And just to take an aside, his interview with Joe Rogan is really, really good. And I do actually applaud the guy for talking so openly about his battle with mental illness. Not a lot of people talk about it. And for it to come from somebody who's a, who was once crowned heavyweight champion of the world, it does show like a, a lot of respect for that. But I still do think he should be held accountable to his views and his opinions, because in my opinion, he's no 
worse or no better than Israel Folau? What do you think? I, I don't know if you've been given... Yeah, well, this is a conversation that we had in um, in Dublin, actually, because we're talking about, like, um, I don't know, things like Michael Jackson or, you know, R. Kelly or people that commit things or do things or say things, but actually they're seen in another light because of their art so you get some of the greatest artists or some of the greatest achievers in the world um, who perform at a high level and whatever they do but actually have i don't know quite disconcerting or you know quite polarizing views about certain things or but actions or behaviors pardon me um but can you or should you not even can you should you separate the individual and their personality with their accolades and their achievements because you know someone if someone's so successful and they're suddenly now the nation's sweetheart because they've overcome so much in their own personal lives um should we is it okay to forget these things and i truly don't believe that it is i do not i think that they come hand in hand so if you want someone if you want to applaud someone and you know revel in their greatness whether it is an art form or otherwise then you need to take into account um their entire body of work Right. Um, Now, that's not to say, say if someone did something in the past, but had changed their views and grown from it. I think that's different. So I I think I actually don't think it's fair to say, I know, not that I agree with politicians, but if a politician has been, you know, recently they're talking about um, a politician taking cocaine when they were younger or, you know, a few years past and they don't do it anymore. I wouldn't say, you know, it's more that they've just been caught out than they've just done it. But if they're not doing it now and, you know, something someone did when they were younger, but they've grown up then fair enough. But Tyson Fury may still be showing his um, really conservative views. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's the right thing to then say, okay, well, he's our nation's sweetheart because he's not, he's only, you know, I keep saying sweetheart, that's what they said, but you know, the nation's champion, pardon me. But he's not, he's only half the nation or, you know, or less than. And I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right at all. And to put like paedophilia in the same as homosexuality and abortion, and I'm kind of tired. I'm not even dealing with abortion and stuff like that. But, you know, people are so crazy about how women, men telling women what they should do with their body, I just, bodies, I think is insane. Insane. Um, yeah, I just think that you can't separate his accolades and his achievements in boxing with the person that he is and who he, um, how he presents himself forward. <clears throat> and isn't, I, I just think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. I think his views are um, unacceptable. And... They shouldn't be celebrated. Well, this is this is the next big question because because he's done such a big this big comeback in sports and in boxing, and apparently it is like I don't know boxing, but like anyone who I speak to who does know boxing say, well, he's he's done this amazing thing. So fair play to him, great great for that, you know. But because he's done it, there's been this big push to have him named as like BBC's sports personality of the year. I don't even think he should be nominated, not until he apologizes for his for his previous views on, on women and on homosexuality and proves that his personality, because it's in the name of the in, in the name of the award, Sports Personality of the Year, that his personality is up there with what society deems as respectful. Because I as great as a sporting achievement is, unless, and he hasn't, like, he, he he hasn't, and what I found really odd as well when I was doing a bit of research, I tried to find what Wikipedia was saying about what he said about homosexualities, and I thought that's quite a big thing he said, 
and it's not even on his Wikipedia page. So I was a bit taken back by that. I was like, wow, that's sort of like, in my head, I was like, is this like some big brother shit where they're trying to eliminate all the negativity so that people just forget and move on because he's overcome this great barrier of mental health? I'm like, oh, I am. I to me to me, but aren't those aren't those created by people as opposed to like a company? Yeah, so you anyone people amend and create like Wikipedia pages. Eh? Yeah, anyone can go in and amend it. Like I think you or I can go in and and add stuff in if we wanted to. But the fact that it wasn't in there was shocking, which to me would say, especially because the misogyny bit was in there, but nothing about homosexuality, um, which makes me think that somebody's gone in and maybe removed it. Like his PR team or something. And they may have the people that follow him and adore him. They may do that. But um, to me, I just, in my head, and I don't, I don't like the guy. Um, and, Whenever the Joe Rogan stuff came out, like I, f- I felt for him. Like I don't obviously when somebody's in a dark place and they're, they're they're suicidal, it's not a good place to be in. I'm glad that you know he's made the choices and made the movements to better himself in that way. But I don't think he deserves this praise and this platform that he's been given because he doesn't seem to be repenting or apologetic for anything that he said in the past. Um, and I don't think he should be given that until he does. I don't think he should be given that. Op- I don't think he should be given the the right to say actually I'm going to cancel this interview because I don't want to talk about it I think he should be forced to talk about stuff that he said in the past one of the things that happened also just at the weekend there was an ESPN um, uh, news anchor uh, he's called I'm going to absolutely butcher his name but he's called Israel Gatarez I think um, so he was on this panel show and they talking about the upcoming fight this the fight hadn't happened at this point and he basically wanted to take a moment and say look this is what it feels like being a gay guy watching tyson fury he says it makes me feel like i don't matter it makes me feel like my friends don't matter it makes me feel like my partner doesn't matter he went on to say that he's still going to watch the fight because he hopes that it strengthens him um but he wanted us to know or everyone the listeners and the watchers to know it's that it's because of guys like tyson fury that he and the rest of us have to fight every day um and then he just finished it off with happy pride everyone and it was a very emotional like he, he he clearly was he was about to cry while he was saying this and i totally get where he's coming from it's like i don't know how this guy is able to have the screen time and the sponsorship and everything that he gets because he's made this great comeback over mental health. And I'm not taking that away from him. It's what he's done is great. But he's just, he's, it, it, it hurts people. When he's talking about how he overcame suicide, the stuff that he says drives people, drives gay kids to suicide. Like telling them, like liking them to pedophilia is not the right environment. So for somebody who's overcome so much mental health, he needs to look at himself and say, what have I done to damage other people? And don't just snide it off with a, oh, I, I say a lot of things that hurts a lot of people. You know, I just say it tongue in cheek. Sorry if it hurts anyone. No, that you, you're dealing with people's lives. And for somebody who's just come back from such a mental health crisis, and I just think he needs to be held more accountable to what he's, what he has said in the past. That's all. <laughs> I just literally talked. I do kind of disagree in some instances. Okay, go for it. 
um well it's just you say like um you don't know how he gets the platform and um he shouldn't be given that and he should be forced to do interviews but none of that is actually possible like he can't be forced to speak because it's not the environment it's not society we live in where you're forced you know free speech or lack thereof in that instance is actually okay and people should be able to express their opinions and their views as much as possible and the way that he got there and probably rightly so he got there by excelling and being quite literally the best at what he does and therefore he's getting the um rewards for doing that so he's earned his position not through his speak but by his actions and his ability and in this world that we live in those that excel in sport and in acting and singing and all these sorts of things and opportunities as well they give them platforms based on those achievements and the bbc personality sports personality of the year awards i don't know like that's got to do with what you achieve in sports maybe it does have an aspect of like your certain level of celebrity and if that does come into account then i'd say fair enough maybe he doesn't deserve it but if it's got to do with what you achieve in sport then i'm like okay well sport is separate to his personal feelings um, I think the discredit and then the part that actually is important is is he is free to say what he wants and is able to do so. And if he has his beliefs, do you know what? They're his beliefs. What's wrong is like the media or whoever gives him the platform, those that advertise, those that want to interview him and ask him about his thoughts because it just, it continues to give the individual the space to continue their speech their hate speech right so you know what you would should do is not give that person airtime much like what we're doing now we're speaking about it fine fair enough but actually you if if many people and not just us but other people chose to ignore and not not ignore but actually you know go away from giving someone you know a newspaper article or a tv interview the, the person will interview them grill them their thoughts well the person, Tyson Fury is allowed to express his thoughts. He's been given, uh, someone asked, can I interview you about your feelings? He said, yep, yeah, I may answer those questions or not. That's actually his right to do so. But if there were more people like um, you, you and I, who disagree with what you're saying, the best thing to do is to not promote his message, really. Because bad press is still press or whatever you say, you know, and... We're saying, okay, now people may look into Tyson Fury, which they may not have before, and look at his views. Now, if they choose to action and say um, and promote saying that don't follow him, don't follow him, maybe it'll roll into something bigger. But at the moment, because his sporting accolades outweigh um, his views, and you know, <clears throat> the majority of people these days are in a privileged position where they don't need to, um, they may not be surrounded by homosexuals. They may have abortions but don't see it in the same way and that's still like up and down but you know pedophiles aren't wildly widely open about their actions or maybe you know in prison or whatever actually it's kept quiet so you don't know if they're around you so um they may not have to they may not be surrounded by those that fall within those categories really so if they're not involved with homosexuals or um women who are having abortions or pedophiles they don't really they may not um, resonate with those they may not even listen to the speeches because they're like you know what I'm straight um, I'm cisgender whatever this doesn't affect me I'm fine I'm good
but the media or whoever shouldn't give a platform. It's not so much. He's, he's actually free to say what he wants to say. A hundred percent disagree with what you've just said, because there's no difference now than what he's done, than what Israel Folau has done. And what it, what it took was for somebody like the body of the, the Australian rugby to say, look, no, you know, this is, this is no longer acceptable. Like you cannot, you cannot just spurt off your thoughts like that and not deal with the consequences. Um, and this is, this is exactly the same. He can't, he can't be put in a spotlight and given this attention and given this focus and given this praise being called the people's champions, like what people, he's not my person's champion. He, he would rather see me die than anything else because I'm gay. I don't think this type of guy should be given any sort of platform unless he's willing to take responsibility for the things he said. I'm not saying he can't be forgiven and moved on. That's that's fine. Part of growth is making mistakes and learning from them. But he has, in my opinion, has to be held accountable to, for the nasty, horrible, hateful things he said in the past. And it shouldn't. And it, what what I think is... No, but that, I agree with that. Yeah, but that's all I said. All I'm saying is he has. He should be made. I'm not. He should be made to be given. He should be made to. I, I think he's given a pass over what he said about the LGBT community um, and his misogyny because he's overcome this massive mental health thing. And I don't think that's right. I think it's great he's done that, but I don't think he should be. Oh, do you know what, per Tyson, he's done all this. Let's just forget about what he done in the past. It's like no, we can't just forget about what he done in the past because he he said some really fucking shitty things in the past. And I don't think he should be given all this praise and all this comeback attention until he's actually, you know what, as a human being, as part of his growth, has gone back and said, oh, actually, I have these I have these views. I'm not saying he has to change what his views are to fit in, not at all. I would never say that. But he has to deal with the consequences of what his views are. And people in the boxing should take the same stance as people in rugby to say, no, it's not, it's not even not – even, about the two sports, all sports should be the same. Like, it's it's ridiculous. No, but that but that's a bit different. They might be the same thing. The outcome's different because Israel Folau's employer had held him accountable and said, actually, we don't stand for the same values as you. And so if you are representing us, it's important that you keep your views within your community and yourself and dealt with that accordingly. But in this instance, the difference is... Well, what I don't agree with you saying he shouldn't say the things that he feels and he um, shouldn't be given a platform, but he, you know, how did he earn it? And all I'm saying is that he earned it through being excellent at what he does. And actually it's not his job to self-police. It's actually those outside. But if there's no governing body or his employer or, you know, the country, the media don't hold him accountable, then... um, that's not necessarily on him. That would be on us or the media or his employers to say, you know, it's not okay to do that. And at this point, what is the, I think the injustice is, is that at this point it's just being accepted and brushed over. I agree. Or, you know, what I believe is, is that people shouldn't separate their personal accolades or their professional accolades with their personal views. Right. I think they go hand in hand. You can't separate that. So um, if he wins a boxing title, he can't not win it. Like he should win it due to his boxing, but the opportunity to have these fights or, you know, the interviewing process or, you know, even, you know, he'll get like sponsorship or endorsements. Sponsors should pull away. If he doesn't share this, if they don't share the same views as he does. 
they shouldn't give him that and they probably and they may well do that but it's business and i think that is wrong um i think he's well within his right to express his views i actually genuinely believe that israel falau is due is well within his rights to express his views but deal with the consequences israel falau had consequences which i believe you know is right tyson fury should have consequences that may not happen I think that is wrong. Not him expressing his views. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with his views at all. I do not agree. But I have. You know, I'm within my right to say I don't agree. He's well within his rights to say these are my views. But if his employer or I don't know people that he represents don't agree with him, then they should hold hold him accountable for that. They should hold him accountable. But he's earned a platform based on his excellency in his field. Yes, I agree with that. That's what I was saying. Yes, no, I agree. Not saying that. I think we're both on the same page. I did. I don't think I said he shouldn't be allowed to express his views. And I think what you pointed out, which I missed out, is there is there doesn't seem to be any consequences for him having these views. So yeah, I think we're both on the same page. I just we both yeah yeah exactly. Oh my god, I just hear him so much. And it's a bit different because I guess I think boxers don't. I, I may be wrong, but it's not the same as like it's not the same as. Um, you know, Israel Flau, where he's employed by a governing body and it's within a team situation, a team sport. I think there's a certain element of self-employment with like um, boxing. They probably have to register under a certain, you know, under each classification of the belts. But actually, if his, I don't know, it's more his sponsorship or, you know, he doesn't have a direct employer that is, you know, I don't know what the boxing society would be called, you know, but they're all, they're individuals, you know. It's like being self-employed in some sense as opposed to working for a business. So if I was a self-employed person, I'm my own boss, essentially. Um, therefore, the only person that hold me accountable are those that are going to employ me, right? You know, the people that will contract me. In your case, you know, you work in, in advertising stuff. The only people that can hold you accountable when you're self-employed are the people that will give you contracts. And they could not give you contracts based on who they think you are. But at this point, they're not doing that. They're going to say, okay, we're still going to give you sponsorship. We're still going to give you interview time. We're still going to pay you for your time. But that's not okay. Whereas Israel Falau is a bit different because he's working for a big company that actually represent <clears throat> many other people. And so because they do that, they might, you know, they take a, a bigger stance on it potentially. And, you know, their views are different and, and well done for them more than anything. And bad on us for not holding Tyson Fury in place when, when these views are coming out. Yeah. I also think there was an internet thing on, I just saw like a, a message come up on my computer. That's a shame. That's why I cut off, I think. You still there? Ashley? I think you've lost. I think you've lost again, Matt. Ashley? Oh, no. Hey everyone, we are experiencing some dropout issues, so I am sorry about that. It's twice now that Matt has dropped out of the of the chat, which is unfortunate, but one of the side effects of recording it in two different locations over the internet. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. It's been a really insightful episode. Uh, if you have any thoughts on what we've talked about, please feel free to let us know. Drop, drop us a comment on Instagram posts. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, we love to hear debates and talk about it. And I'm not saying I'm writing anything. I'm very uh, passionate about what we just talked about. But um, 
we love to hear what other people think as well. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Have a good week, and we'll catch you next week. All right, thanks everyone. Bye bye.